You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Of what are we aware when we are finally there? There is a hope laid up for you in heaven of which you previously heard and the word of truth, the gospel, Colossians 1.5. It is in line with a hope in God that there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked, Acts 24.15. Our destination is certain and we are on the way to the fulfillment of our ultimate hopes. Right now, we are experiencing life in the flesh. Next comes our blessed, disembodied lives in heaven. Finally, our glorified souls and bodies will be reunited in the resurrection. One leads to the next, and there will be a consummation. Life as we are intended to experience it, will truly begin. Each stage provides the foundation for the next. Each successive form of existence is dependent upon the former. The prior phases of life provide a pattern for the next. If this life is a preparation for heaven, then heaven is a preparation for the resurrection. If experiencing the kingdom of God in this life is preparation for experiencing his kingdom in heaven, then experiencing the kingdom of God in heaven is preparation for our participation in the resurrection and the ages to come. If in this life our best relationships are marked by generous love, our relationships in heaven will have more love. Also, our relationships will have more truth. They will have more righteousness, peace, and joy in the Lord's presence. This is a reasonable hope expectation. If knowing God in this life is a foretaste of heaven, then knowing God in heaven is a foretaste of knowing God after the resurrection. We are in the beginning stages of successive ages. In each age, God is going to outdo the expressions of his kindness toward us. I believe that one will provide the seed for the next. Listen to this, Ephesians 2, 4-7. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with the Messiah, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in the Messiah Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches. Let me back up and say that again. So that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in the Messiah Jesus. In Ephesians 1, Paul wrote of the age to come. In Ephesians 2, 7, he wrote of ages to come. 
eons are ahead, and each age shall be an easel for the canvas of our lives as God paints increasingly creative depictions of favor revealed in his kindness toward us. To say the least, this is something worthy of hope anticipation. He is going to outdo himself from age to age, from one expression of glory to the next. By the way, we will not be passive recipients of this grace. These expressions of the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in the Messiah Jesus shall be revealed as we relationally respond to aspects of revealed glory that only glorified creations can know. Thinking of these futures may lead to a couple of questions. Are relationships between people going to be better? Will we be reunited with those we knew? I appreciate reports people relate of what they believe they experienced in near-death experiences, NDEs. There are also testimonies of people who have been dead for a while and then were miraculously resuscitated or raised from the dead in answer to prayer. I think that many of these people are trustworthy. I appreciate the hard work and research that has gone into vetting and presenting these examples to the public. Many who have had NDEs report recognizing and being greeted by relatives or friends who have gone before them. Although I'm sure these people are responsible witnesses, I prefer to get my information and frame my hope anticipation from the scriptures. I trust people, but I rely upon the Bible. Do the scriptures speak to these questions? I think they do. Here's an example. In the comforting and scary story of Lazarus and the rich man, the damned rich man recognized Lazarus, who he knew, and Abraham, whom he'd never met. Reading now Luke sixteen nineteen through 31 Now there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, joyously living in splendor every day. And a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate, covered with sores and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life, you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great chasm fixed, so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able, and that none may cross over from there to us. And he said, 
Then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, in order that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. In the light of this story, how valuable is the sure hope expectation provided through the power of our Messiah's atoning blood? Dare we hope in anything less? As a result of what is recorded in Luke 16, it is not too much to suppose that Jesus expected us to expect this. We will know people with whom we were in relationship and also those we never met. Imagine that. Surely that company will include those we love who died in the Lord, who have quite literally gone before us and are present with the Lord. I somehow doubt that the rich man's encounter with Lazarus was a comforting one. Talk about remorse. Think of the guilt. On the other hand, there is an authoritative description of the people in heaven. They are described as the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Hebrews 12:23b. Hebrews 12:22 through 24. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Will these worshippers recognize one another? According to Luke 16, we can confidently hope and answer, yes. Contemplate the reunion of justified, righteous loved ones meeting and communing with one another. What will their relationships be like? For one thing, they will all be freed from emotional trauma, mixed motivations and insecurity. It is going to be beyond the best of the best of times. Of what shall we be aware when we're finally there? We shall know the kindness of God from age to age. Ephesians 2, 4-7 We will know these kindnesses within the context of new and renewed relationships which are similar but are better to the degree that the heavens are above the earth. Luke 16, 19-31 We can expect to be aware of God's kindness towards ourselves and those with whom we are in relationship in the presence of the victory celebration of God in His Messiah. Hebrews 12, 22-24. We have good reasons to overflow in joyful expectation. However, we need help. So please pray along with Paul's benediction. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. The theme song is Skirmish 
from the album Spontaneous Combustion by Leonard Jones. David has written several books, including God's True Love, and his latest, The Meditations of My Heart, Developing a Healthy Inner Narrative, which contains a collection of daily devotionals. You can find links to these and others by visiting loveofgodproject.org and clicking on the book section. If you'd like to reach out to David, you can go to our Facebook page, Love and War DH, or send an email to loveofgodproject at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends.